0: about how and why to build a remote and distributed company culture. Sean Hewitt, welcome to the Human Capital Innovations Podcast.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, it is a pleasure to be with you today. I'm super excited to talk with you both about your company, Wavy, which you'll explain more to us here in just a little bit, but really about how and why we should be building a remote and distributed company culture. Now, I I hope that that's kind of an obvious thing. It's a super timely topic. Organizations have been wrestling with remote teams, hybrid teams, uh, trying to figure out are we coming back to the, to the office, the physical office, or are we doing some sort of a mix? That's, you know, people have been wrestling with that for the last couple of years, and I'm not sure people have really settled on things, and, and ultimately what many organizations have done is they just kind of, it, it was like a Band-Aid approach, like we have to go remote, because of COVID, but we don't want to be remote, and we're just going to do it as long as we have to do it, and then we're going to get back to life as normal. Um, but many employees have tasted of the sweet nectar of freedom and flexibility, and they don't necessarily want to go back. They want they want continued flexibility, and they want to be able to work on their own schedules and their own terms. And uh, you know, obviously, that doesn't work for everybody, but it works for an awful lot of people. And, but then you have distributed teams where there's no geographical kind of coalescing in a spot. And so then what? Like, how do you maintain a culture in that environment? How do you make sure that people are onboarded successfully so that they can res- connect with each other and share common mission values, mm-hmm. vision for the organization, for the team? All of this is what organizations have been grappling with. Some have been doing it really well. A lot have not. Uh, so this is what we're going to unpack and try to really uh, discover and and, uh, discuss together today. As we get started, I wanted to share Sean's bio with everybody. Sean Hewitt is the CEO and co-founder of Wavy, a platform that empowers teams to create meaningful company culture wherever people are located. With a background in marketing and employee engagement at Nudge, Sean is passionate about the future of work, people, and culture, and work work play life balance. Outside of Wavy, she can be found adventuring outdoors or cooking up a new recipe. I think that's wonderful. And I love the work, play, life balance framing. I think that's fantastic. Uh, I also, I didn't ask you, I'm just kind of assuming you're in the Bay Area, Um, but where (laughs) are you located?
1: I am not too far from the Bay Area, but I'm in uh, Vancouver, Canada. So still on the West Coast. Yeah. Yeah,
0: Wonderful. I grew up in Portland, Oregon area. I love the West Coast. I love the Pacific Northwest in particular. Oh yeah. So that's fantastic. And, you know, also, as I was just uh, thinking about this, you know, listeners know I'm south of Salt Lake City in Utah, um, the outdoors component that you really love. Uh, I, I always aspire to be more outdoorsy um, than, than sometimes I have the time to be. But yeah. we are nicely located, you know, right by lakes and mountains. And we go on lots of hikes as a family and with the dogs. And it's it is one of my great joys. I wish I could do it more
1: oh yeah and and I moved during uh, during the pandemic to get closer to it. so I think that's been something so interesting with the shift to more flexible and remote work is people being able to prioritize their lifestyle and their families and their health and wellness over you know living in a downtown core in an urban jungle going going and commuting to work every day like I personally spend a lot of time a lot more time outside and I feel like I'm like hacking my work day. It's great. Mm. Um, And I know I'm not alone in that sentiment. Some people are here for the urban jungle experience. Like, don't get me wrong, uh, but everyone has different preferences. And I think like the new world of work is really celebrating that. So big bonus for me.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Also, my family of eight, we're going to be taking an Alaskan cruise leaving Vancouver here in about a month. So I'm super thrilled.
1: (laughs) I actually have done an Alaskan cruise leaving from Vancouver. That
0: is awesome. So anyways, this has nothing to do with what we're talking about. Though I, I suppose it is connected because like you said, we make choices. And when you're geographically bound to an organization because you have to, you either want to be in close proximity so you don't have a long commute or you have a commute and then you just lose a couple hours out of every day, mm-hmm. um, you know, that really restricts where you can be. And the beauty of, of remote or even hybrid work where people can literally be anywhere that they have, you know, just good internet connection where they can connect with people um, you know, make sure that, you know, time time zone differences are at least compatible enough where you can can uh, get on with people and have meetings and such when necessary. But man, when, when we can really embrace the technology and the remote workspace, it, it just opens up my ability to not only do really great work, which I want to do, I want to be passionate mm-hmm. about my work, I want to innovate, I want to do really great things, both for me and my career, but also for the company. But man, I, I want to, I want to have that balance with my family life and I want mm. to be healthy. I don't, I don't want to run myself into the ground, um, for, for anyone or any corporation. I, I you know, I, I need to keep my wellness in the wellness of my family at, you know, as a top priority. And I think more and more organizations are recognizing that. So they're trying to accommodate that. Um, yet, yes. we still, we still see so many CEOs pushing for their people to come back to a physical office.
1: A hundred percent. And I think there is such a gap between leadership and what people working at companies actually want. And there's there's a lot to unpack here. And by no means am I the world's biggest expert on this topic, but I certainly have talked to a lot of people and I ask a lot of questions. Hopefully I can share stories that are that are helpful today. But someone phrased this to me really well. They said, people used to choose where they'd work and that's where they'd live. And today, people want to choose where they live and work wherever they want. And generally, people seem to be looking for flexibility above all else. So, with where work happens, changing and employee expectations and values changing, I just think to be a top employer, to grow a successful company in today's landscape, you have to opt for something more flexible that's distributed, hybrid, remote friendly. Otherwise, you'll have a a very hard time acquiring and retaining talent. It's just so competitive and the values of people in general have shifted. And this goes beyond the corporate world, too. It's in hospitality. It's in restaurants. It's in retail. You're seeing this across the board. I think, you know, not to paint any silver linings around what's happened with COVID-19 and the global pandemic, but I do think across the board, people took a step back and were like, hold on. What am, I, what am I doing with my life? And what are my values? And generally, people are wanting to look for work that is mission and values aligned with what they're trying to do. And this holds true, especially for Gen Zs that are entering the workforce now. So I just, um, I think as an employer, you know, having an office is great. I, like being remote first doesn't mean being uh, remote only. In-person interaction is great. Offices can be a great place to collaborate and work but it's not for everyone and it's not the most accessible and inclusive workplace environment or competitive from a hiring and, and retention perspective. So flexibility, that's what, that's what I'm hearing across the board, uh, giving, people, giving people a choice in where and how work happens.
0: And why, as an organization, would I want to limit myself and my access to the talent pool, the available talent um, out there? And when people have to live within commuting distance of the corporate office or, you know, whatever location that they're going to be working, Mm -hmm. man, I mean, you really are limited. Now, if you're in a big metropolitan area, maybe you have plenty of people, but... What the pandemic has shown us over the last couple of years is when we have distributed teams and people can work remotely, we literally can tap into top talent anywhere in the world, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. anywhere in the world. And and that may be people who have lived and been part of the corporate experience locally and now want to leave and they want to go explore and they want to live somewhere else and still work for the company. So that happens, right? But also it, it means... That I I can hire that person from Southeast Asia or from Europe or from South Africa or wherever and and just tap into the top talent anywhere to help the organization be successful. And if if we're limiting ourselves in terms of geographic location and proximity, we're we're just going to miss out on a whole lot of, of potentially great, great people. Um, and I think about that in relation to my own work. So, I, you know, I do consulting work. I do things like this podcast. But I'm a yeah. professor first and foremost. I, I work at the local university. I'm um, a full time professor, and I love it. I love being in class with the students. Um, but there, you can also teach really engaging, uh, virtual, synchronous, virtual courses with students. And what we found over the last couple of years is not every student, but the majority of students actually prefer it. <laughs> they prefer synchronous online interaction where you get the benefits and, of the, and the flexibility of, of being remote, um, but coupled with the synchronous component. So it's just not asynchronous online. And and it's been powerful. Uh, it's been a great oh, opportunity. Yeah. And it's a whole new modality that, but, that my university hadn't really embraced before. And now we're embracing it. Now, this is a university example, but extrapolate this right to to any number of situations within different types of organizations and what why should we limit ourselves uh, we we should think creatively and especially you know I think not just remote and hybrid work and and distributed work in kind of the traditional sense but what about the metaverse and like five years yeah. ten years from now what are people going to be doing and how they interact with each other I don't know what that's going to look like but I suspect you know, we're going to have our comfort level pushed even further, faster than what we've experienced sure. the last two years.
1: <clears throat> There's so much to unpack on this, on this topic, but I think generally my thoughts are the world of work and company culture was due for a lot of change pre-pandemic and it was happening. You saw remote work increasing, saw a lot more focus on diversity, equity, and inclusion on health and wellness, um, on social good. And really, that demand coming from from employees and what they're looking for from organizations. What happened with COVID-19 and the shift to remote work literally everywhere in the world or everywhere that I could work remotely, just, I think, accelerated this trend, maybe by by five or 10 years. And the reality of it is it's not going to go backwards. Um, We don't exactly know what the next 10 years of work will hold. But we do know loud and clear that people are looking for newfound flexibility and that in a lot of ways, this has leveled the playing field for, um, you know, people who weren't able to have that commuter lifestyle beforehand or opening up your talent pool to more uh, diverse skill sets and thought, you know, that's a really great thing for a company's growth, especially in today's environment. So I'm excited just about like how much bigger and more accessible the workplace has gotten. Um, And that's what we focus on a lot. Like, you know, if you think about team building or culture, getting the team together for a holiday party or summer celebration, you know, that used to be come to the office and we're going to do a barbecue with drinks and and that's it. But, you know, that excluded people even back when it was 100% in office, like busy parents who maybe can't join an after work social or Um, someone who does not like to drink alcohol and doesn't wanna take part in a social in that way. So even just in my little world of team building and culture, it's been completely disrupted because you can offer different formats and types of experiences that people can take part in and give people choice in how they wanna engage with each other. Um, I think that's that's one of the most exciting things.
0: We look forward to having you join us. Yeah, that's a good segue to where I wanted to go next. And yeah. that is how do we go about this cultural shift, you know, the, 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 the shift in the nature of work and how we're doing our work and how do, do we establish and maintain and sustain healthy workplace culture that where we have clear alignment between mission, vision, values of the organization and our people, um, how do we do that with a distributed team, with a remote team? Uh, mm-hmm. you, you started down that path, but why don't you tell us a little bit more, uh, both what you do at Wavy in, in helping organizations to do this, but uh, just generally your, your thoughts and ideas and strategies on how we might go about doing this effectively?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great question. And I think a good place to start is how we think about culture. Um, or, or how I think about it at Wavy, and a lot of times people will think, you know, oh, a team-building event or social, and that's culture, but these are really just things to bring bring in initiatives and programs to life. I think of them as practices or components of culture, but it really starts with the why. What's your company's core mission, vision, values, And can you co-create those with your team, not for them? And making sure everyone's aligned on the direction you're going and how you're going to work together to to make that happen. And then you've got kind of the how, like the structure. Where are people working? What does recruiting, retaining, and advancing look like? What does the technology we use look like? Like the fundamental structures of how we work together. And I saw an interesting pie chart that's like that's eighty percent of culture like how we work together and then you've got things that can reinforce that the practices you put in place not only with your employees your other stakeholders like community members customers um, these are important people to keep in mind when it comes to culture as well uh, they're they're, uh, they're important contributors but how what practices can you put in place to reinforce all of those things so that kind of reinforcement is what wavy really focuses on and um you know, I think in a remote, distributed, flexible environment, we hear, we're hearing so many of these words. It's more important than ever to get intentional and proactive about how you're going to build out this program. You can't have the same spontaneity as you can if everyone's working within the same four walls. So, how you approach culture really has to shift. And I think early on in the in in the pandemic and everyone shifting immediately to remote work. A lot of things got put in place was like, oh, we used to do Friday happy, happy hours in the office. So now we're going to do those on Zoom. And it was a complete disaster. Like no one enjoyed that. So I think revisiting what what uh, team building and culture means for your organization and how you can bring that to life in a more inclusive and accessible way is uh, is so important. And that's what we, we help teams do.
0: So if you wouldn't mind describing a little bit about the wavy platform and how you help to reinforce that structure. Um, and, and bef- before you do that, I'll just to reiterate the points you just made, um, that I think are really important. A lot of the benefits of, of a distributed remote workplace is that it really can move the needle much more quickly in terms of diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging. Mm-hmm. Right. And man, the, the I I have felt this way in the past because I, you know, I'm married, I was married young. I have six children. Yeah. You know, my family's number one. And and so I I can't. I it's not just that I don't want to. Like I can't. There's too many family things happening and I'm taking part in my kids activities and such. I cannot do all of those after hours types of things as much as I might want to. And and so I have felt excluded. And at times, you know, I've pushed back and said, you know, these are, these are only for like a you and a plus one. I'm like, well, can I bring my kids? Can I bring my whole family? And they say, no, <laughs> like, okay, yeah. then I'm not coming. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. and people scratch their heads at that. And they wonder, and I'm like, is it really that hard to understand? Uh, and that's just one type, right? We, we We can talk about all sorts of different types of, Um, situations where people don't feel like they can participate in the traditional approaches. Um, Is it harder to do the organic types of things? Yes, it is. But that all what that also means is you have to be much more deliberate and strategic, Mm -hmm. which allows you to not inadvertently exclude people (laughs) that and that happened all the time before.
1: For sure. And th- like our, our mission at Wavy is to help teams build culture with their people, not for them. So, you know, what we often say is like, what is your team interested in doing? And you'd be surprised how often we get like a blank stare back and uh, going, hmm, I, don't, I actually don't know. And we go, great, we'll start there. We can do a bit of a culture audit and find out what your team values and what they'd like to do to engage with each other. Uh, but to, to give Ever in context, um, Wavy is a culture management platform that helps teams plan, manage, and measure their team building and culture initiatives, no matter where people are located. So it's a central hub where you can host all of your initiatives, You know, maybe fun and games like team building, that learning and development initiative coming up, a remote town hall or offsite, uh, as social for the marketing team or the development team. All of these things can live within Wavy. We have a marketplace of experiences mostly that take part online, so for remote, but we're starting to introduce asynchronous and in-person options too. Uh, So you can book things from our marketplace. And then most importantly, get visibility. Like how often is everyone getting together? How much of the budget has been spent? And how is this impacting our business? Are people feeling more connected? Are they feeling happier? What requests and feedback do they have? And starting to empower other people at the organization to bring these initiatives to life is so often it lands on, one person's plate. And typically that's someone on the HR or people team, and they're all of a sudden responsible for all of this. And we see this in organizations that have thousands of employees. So we're uh, we're definitely building this to help empower anyone at the organization to kind of help spark and create uh, opportunities for, for team bonding and, and culture. And um, I think the shift to digital by design or remote first work has been a really exciting one in many ways but the people connection can sometimes get lost. And just starting with like, we are social beings. People need to feel a sense of community and belonging. And that is so important at work. You know, we spend four or five days a week of our lives at work. So, you know, that's, that's why Wavy, that's why Wavy exists. And, you know, we really come on as your culture partner and start with the why, like what are your values and goals really facilitate ways for teens to build with their employees, not for them, and help with that culture calendar and program design throughout the year. It's all managed through our platform and our experiences can be offered in different formats. Like you can do things that are online, live, all of you getting together uh, to make mocktails or cocktails, and do things that can be hosted in person at your, at your own office or at a venue. And then asynchronous is a new exciting one. I have a feeling you would really like it uh, given given your focus on family. But, you know, let's say there is that mocktail making class or maybe a, a pie baking class. Um, you can have the option to still RSV, RSVP say, I want to take part in this, but I'm going to do it asynchronous and actually make this with my family or enjoy it on my own time. You still have that shared experience and connection with your team, something that gets brought up in meetings that helps build those relationships over time. But you don't necessarily have to always join live or be on screen to take part in that. So really breaking down a a lot of barriers there.
0: Yeah, I love it. And I love that the component of the the platform, as you were mentioning. Obviously, it helps with the structure. It helps pull everything into one place so you can monitor it and again, be strategic and track things. Right. And you started to allude to some of the types of metrics, but maybe you could spell that out for us a little bit more. Uh, The, the particular, the standard or the common types of metrics that organizations are most interested in tracking through your platform over time.
1: Yeah. Well, it's funny. I'll take a step back. Like in this space in general, there is a complete lack of data and insights, Most organizations, and I'd be curious or to those listening in to think about this, but maybe have an Excel spreadsheet that is partially completed uh, or manually completed by their team, but that probably has info on company-wide initiatives where there's complete lack of visibility is like the department or function-related initiatives. Like, have they even happened? And has the budget been spent? And what did it do? And it's this funny gap that we've noticed, and honestly, a big reason why we're building Wavy that there's more and more spend happening on culture initiatives because employee experience, acquiring and retaining talent has never been more important. But that level of measurement and data has just remained stagnant. Like there is, there's, there's no insights to inform how the spend should be improved over time and how it's impacting the business. So at the very least, we're giving people clarity and visibility on how much is happening across the organization and how much of the budget has been spent. And then there's two types of... of metrics that we focus on. First is experience metrics, like are people enjoying these experiences? Do they like the hosts of the experiences? Are they satisfied with them? Um, was the length and format good? Those sorts of things. And then the the other part that I, I get really excited about is the culture health or culture impact. Are people feeling more connected to each other after taking part in these? Do they feel this initiative has positively impacted culture at their company? And long-term, our goal is to start to get into the NPS and retention side of things as well, uh, maybe even a new indicator of happiness that's more bottom-up, that's lo- that's driven by um, in connection, activities, shared experiences, things that are actually happening, instead of a biannual or end-of-year, how-happy-do-you-feel survey, which I, I think is a bit broken anyways.
0: Yeah, I love it. You're right. There's definitely a huge need for this. And within this space, there's a dearth of, of good metrics and analysis and assessment going on, which is part of the problem in trying to get buy-in from executives and, and senior mm-hmm. leaders and organizations to fund this stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: I think, you know, I, I'm an academic. I do lots of research in this area, and, and I publish lots of academic papers and peer-reviewed journals and stuff. I know, I have no doubt in my mind that all this is super important, has oh, major yeah. bottom-line impacts. But sometimes, you know, we can point to studies, but then it's hard within our own organization to be able to specifically hone in on like what the impact is of all these initiatives. And so what you're doing is a really great step in that direction. So we can just have more clarity, we can have more transparency, and we can make the business case to senior leaders so that we can fund things that are going to help move the needle in terms of, of workplace culture, innovation culture, learning culture, all of those sorts of things.
1: A hundred percent. And at the end of the day, it's the people and the relationships at work that matter most. Um, like going back to my my thought on we're, we're social creatures. Um, so this stuff is so important, but it, it hasn't had a lot of measurement and an impact measurement around it in the past. So that's that's really what we're on a, on a mission to do. Um, it's exciting. And helping everyone who's bringing these initiatives to life prove the power of, of these things. And help them look like a champion internally, like really celebrate, celebrate these wins because they do have real business impact. When people have friends and relationships at work and feel like they have a sense of community and belonging, they're going to stay longer, they're going to be more productive in their work hours and and happier at work so that's, um, that's what we're here to facilitate.
0: Wonderful. Well, Sean, this has just been a super fun conversation. Thank I'm you. super intrigued by the platform and everything we've been talking about. I think I could go on and on and on. I, I imagine we could have, continue this conversation for forever, but I need to let you go. So before we close today, uh, I just wanted to give you the chance to share with listeners how they can connect with you, find out more about your work, your team, and then give us the final word on the topic for today.
1: Yeah, thank you. It's been it's been a pleasure being being on the podcast. Um. If if someone is curious to chat with me or to learn more about Wavy, you know, I love talking about future of work, employee experience, work, play, life balance. You can find me on Twitter or LinkedIn at Sean Hewitt. And then Wavy's website is joinwavy.com. That's W-A-V-Y, joinwavy.com. Same for all our social media. We, uh, we're we people people, so we love to chat. So you can connect with us there. Um, and uh, I think If someone if if i was going to give one takeaway for today it's people want choice and flexibility people have different learning and engagement styles so if you want to build really great culture um you should think you should think about that how can you create initiatives that are going to cater to different learning and engagement styles and give people flexibility and how they can take part and contribute to culture at your organization
0: Wonderful. Thank you so much, Sean. It has been a pleasure. I encourage listeners to reach out, get connected, find out more about what Sean and her team at Wavy can do for you. And as always, I hope everyone can stay healthy and safe, that you can find meaning and purpose at work each and every day. And I hope you all have a great week. Bluer than Indigo Leadership